it is critical right now where we are in this day and age to restore our souls. The Lord has clearly shown us that we need to rest in Him and restore our souls because things are happening right now in the unseen realm. And um, there's good and there's also bad things happening. And the Lord is really calling us right now as believers to rest in Him. And we're going to talk about the six ways to rest in the Lord uh, during this period, just during the summer, because we need to be prepared for what is coming in the fall. And so this has really been pressing on our hearts to do this podcast because we have heard it from the Lord and we know that he's going to be speaking the same things to you. So we want to teach you the six ways to rest in the Lord so that you're you're going to be well prepared and restored and ready for what's coming. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, hosted by certified coaches Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Elizabeth is a Christian life and leadership coach, branding consultant, and busy mompreneur. Sebastian is a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, author, and leadership expert. Together, they help today's committed believers to dig deeper in their knowledge and walk with God in order for them to grow and climb higher in life and leadership. If you want to dig even deeper, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com for more free resources and content. So before we start and dive into this podcast, um, I just wanted to give you some updates. So we've created a masterclass uh, recently about, it's called Poverty is No Virtue. Um, you can access this masterclass uh, at uh, povertyisnovirtue.com. So you just pop in your information, your email, and we'll send you the link to view the free masterclass. And this is really going to help you understand uh, from a biblical perspective um, how wealth uh, works in, in the kingdom, how we're supposed to think, what our money mindsets are basically doing to our finances. And um, we, we really go into verses and the way we used to think about our finances and, and how we think about money right now. And it's really going to, going to bless you if you're uh, in need of money and you want to understand how to basically understand how to shift your mindset and unlock some of these kingdom principles. You're going to understand a little more by listening to the this masterclass. And for those of you that are not in our Facebook group right now, I encourage you to join our Facebook group. You can access the link at thrivingonpurpose.com where you can sign up for our Facebook group. We'll send you the link to join. And uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. We're doing the series Eight Steps to Activated Faith. And it's really going to help you right now in these times and certain times and learning how to step up in faith and um, get some of your prayers answered and really uh, realign into kingdom principles and kingdom laws about uh, faith and prayer that uh, we, we are not taught most of the time in churches. So um, this is really going to be a great course for you to follow. It's free in the group, Eight Steps to Activated Faith. So I just wanted to add that information for those of you that aren't up to date.
Welcome everybody to the Thriving on Purpose podcast to episode 94. And uh, like Elizabeth said in the, uh, the introduction, things are happening and they're happening fast. And basically what I've been telling Liz in the last few weeks is the devil is making his big push. And we can see it. It's obvious. And he's in a hurry to make his big push. He knows his time is short. Things are, are, are going so fast, it's hard to keep up. So in this particular season in time, before we push back, we have to push back with the strength of the Lord. We cannot push back on our own. We need His strength to push back. Therefore, the importance to, in this particular season and period of a couple months we have, to rest in the Lord and renew our strength. And that's the theme of this podcast, Six Ways to Rest in the Lord. And the subtitle is Behold a Season to Rest in Him. It is so crucial that you guys understand this because this rest will have the purpose to empower you to deal with the things that are coming our way. There's some good coming. And, I, and I, I've been talking with you, Liz, in the last couple of weeks about the good and the bad. And I, here's what we've, we've seen in the spirit realm, okay? God is a God of, of many purposes. He can do many things at once. He's the, the ultimate multitasker. Okay, human beings, we suck at multitasking, but not God. He can multitask like better than anyone. On the one hand, God is, we know when you read Revelation, when you read Matthew 24, when you read Daniel, we know that he, at some point in time, he's going to start pouring the cup of his wrath because enough is enough. So are we there yet? It seems that we might be there. It's, it's a lot of things are pointing towards that. So on the one hand, God might be bringing judgment at this particular time, but it's collective judgment. It's judgment upon, uh, for example, uh, the West as a whole, uh, Western nations, and America at the center of it. So God is pouring out judgment for all the abortions, for all the bad things. But on the other hand, God is still pouring out individual blessing to his children. And we, we talked about that. In the, was it the last podcast, Elizabeth? Uh, yeah, or before last. I forget. Yeah. Well, we did a podcast when we talked about a season for prophets and for watchmen. And we were basically telling you guys that on the one hand, you have God's prophets who oftentimes prophesied individual words of God to his individual children or mm -hmm. maybe small groups. And on the other hand, you have the watchmen who are calling when the sword or basically saying, hey, the sword is coming, get ready, get ready, get ready. So you got some bad things coming and some good things coming your way individually. So the bad things are, are more collective and the good things are individual. So in other words, God doesn't abandon his own during this time, this hardship time, this difficult time that's coming upon our nations, plural. Okay, Canada is not exempt, the United States, the Europe European nations as well. Uh, we, we, we're seeing, and it's unpre unprecedented, we're seeing bad things happen on a global scale, kind of like all together at once. You know, you know what they say on the news, uh, I kind of not, I don't really like when they say that, but they're right. We're all in this together. Uh, the, the point where I do agree with that is that this is a global thing that, that, that's happening right now. That, so the devil is pushing globally for his agenda. And on the other hand, uh, we got to get ready as believers, as kingdom expanders, as the resistance mm -hmm. to push back. And the best way to get ready is to rest 
in the Lord right now to renew our strengths. Yeah, and if we're not careful to rest in the Lord right now and to apply these six ways, we won't hear the new direction. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, people in the Christian world of entrepreneurship, uh, they're busy, busy doing and, and, you know, have this go-go mentality and I have to do this for the Lord, I have to do this for the Lord. And But sometimes, you know, God calls us to different seasons in our life. And I think as a whole, right now, as a whole body of Christ, He's calling us to rest in Him, to resource ourselves, to uh, regain that uh, restoration, that refreshing. That sense of direction as well. And that sense of direction to realign ourselves, to know exactly where we're going in the fall. So we'll start with number one. So, yeah, the first way to rest in the Lord is very simple. It's all over Scripture, and it's very central. It's part of the Ten Commandments. Honor the Sabbath. Basically, what this is saying is take a day off once every week, like clockwork, regularly. Choose a day. I mean, there's all kinds of theories about which day is the Sabbath. I personally believe it's still Saturday, uh, the seventh day. God said the seventh day. And on our calendars, the seventh day is Saturday. So I personally believe it's Saturday, but it doesn't really matter at this point so long as you honor a Sabbath, that you have one day that you honor God by taking a break from your job or regular activity where you are trying to earn a living. Okay, so that's the Sabbath. Sabbath basically meaning uh, to cease, to cease. So it's a cessation of activity. And we did an amazing podcast episode uh, titled 10 Things Christian Entrepreneurs Need to Know About the Sabbath, in which we delved really deep about the meaning of the Sabbath, what the Sabbath is, what it is not, and how to honor the Sabbath as Christian entrepreneurs or, or kingdom expanders. So that was a really great episode. Yeah, we'll leave the link for that episode in the show notes on thrivingonpurpose.com. And just before we go to point number two, Liz, I, I really like when you mentioned that Oftentimes in the entrepreneur world, we're told to go, 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 uh, take massive action. And there's a time for that. I mean, we are all for taking massive action or maybe just taking imperfect action. But we, are at, we have an action bias, me and Elizabeth. But there is a season where we need to renew ourselves in the Lord. And this is it. And, and you know, um, the, the trap of the, the entrepreneurial go, go, go mentality. Go, 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 no matter what. A lot of people, a lot of Christians even, when they are entrepreneurs, they forfeit the Sabbath in their go, go, go way of life. Ah, it won't matter one more day or just like, I got this, I need to get done. So they kind of neglect it. But this ends up in a lot of, it can cause a lot of problems. It can cause frustration. It can cause restlessness, agitation, insomnia. It can cause exhaustion, what they commonly call burnout or overwhelm entrepreneurial overwhelm ever heard of that yeah and you know um it can also be a ruse of the devil i mean i've heard a lot of a very very um strong men of faith talk about this how they weren't the devil wasn't able to um you know he wasn't able to get them to sin or um you know the, the usual ways of spiritual warfare he wasn't able to get into those tactics because they were really good at fighting the devil off but what he did was he made he them, made them overactive. overactive by, you know, making them feel like they had to do more and do more and do more until they would get to a point of almost burnout. Well, some some did go through through a burnout. Yeah, some did. So, so he's, the devil is very clever. He can push you to overwork yourself to death. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so so even if your ministry is effective, if he knows that in six months by pushing you, you will be ineffective, he's going to do it because he's, he knows how to gauge his time better yeah. than we do. And we've, so, seen, we've seen many pastors do so much for the church and neglect their time of rest and feel obligated to, to throw themselves in every direction for the church and, and not say no when it was time to say no to rest and ended up having a burnout or leaving the church altogether. And it's very sad. So that's why it's really, really important as believers that we apply these, uh, these different points. Amen. So and that brings us to number two. Exactly. Number two is wait upon the Lord. Wait upon Him. And what that does is it renews your strength. You guys are probably familiar with Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Maybe not um, 28 to 30. Maybe not verse 28. But I wanted to go back a little bit and use the verses that are prior to verse uh, 31, which we know well. So I'm going to read to you Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But, and here's the verse that we're used to seeing all over the place, plastered on plaques and all that. I have a plaque at home that says this, verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And here's what I love about this here. First of all, the verse, the the passage puts us right away in context that God has unlimited resources of strength and energy that he can give away. So it says, he does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So that's the God you serve. So it's basically starting by saying, have you not known? Have you not heard? This is the God you're serving. And then at the end, verse 31, when he says that they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. It's a season of renewal. When you wait upon the Lord. And here's the, the funny illustration here when it says that they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Here's an, here's an observation. If you've ever observed an eagle in the sky, we have, we're lucky here where we live. We have bald eagles that fly over our house all the time. We're in a place where there's a lot of those. There's rivers and they love fishing. But when you look at a, an eagle high up in the sky, they don't flap their wings very much. They flap once every few seconds. They just seem to be floating. They're soaring more than flying. Why is that? Because eagles know where to find wind, ascending wind currents that go up and bring them up, bring them up. They mount up with wings like eagles. So that's what happens to an eagle. He just mounts up on those wind currents. So that's what the, the verse is saying. When we wait upon the Lord, we renew our strength because He carries us up. He brings us higher. And we just have to rest in Him. We don't flap our wings like crazy. See, this is what we tend to do as entrepreneurs. Oftentimes when we rely on our own strength and take massive action, sometimes we fall for the trap of trying to do it all ourselves and we get worried about what we didn't do or we didn't do correctly or what we didn't do enough of. 
and we're flapping our wings like a little sparrow instead of, of mounting up on wings like the eagle trusting in the Lord and waiting upon God's favor to come in his life and to bring him up, bring him up higher every, every single time. So that's the, that's the meaning of this verse. Now, we're going to talk later about actual work because we don't want you to think that because you're a believer, a kingdom expander, a, a Christian entrepreneur, that that means you should just sit and wait on, upon God and, and basically do nothing. It's a balance between knowing how and when to take action, how massive the action, but always relying upon the Spirit of the Lord directing your every step, you know, mounting you up. He's the one who's going to take you higher. Liz, anything to add to that? I think this passage is uh, really talking about waiting for the Lord, as in not going through your own ways, your own actions, your own steps, your own direction, not really knowing what direction you're going in. I'm not talking about, you know, like being inactive completely, but I'm just saying, you know, I think it's really important to uh, stop and listen and hear him um, give you that direction so that you, you get that supernatural acceleration and mount up like an eagle and that's what it's saying it's saying they shall run and not be weary so you're having the supernatural acceleration mm. the supernatural strength um that normally you know you would do these things in your you in get your, weary you would get weary if you did them him if you did them humanly and but in his I, power you got the strength to run and, and much probably much longer and much much faster than you would otherwise exactly and you know like when we um, hear prophetic words when it says the Lord is going to give you that strength or that he's going to um, accelerate or help you or open doors or you know things like that that we've heard um, it, it's really about that so if you wait upon the Lord for direction um, for words into realignment then you you will he will give you the strength he will give you what you need to accelerate and go faster in that direction so it's a lot more powerful than if you would try to do it on your own, which you would not look like an eagle. You'd probably look like, like a sparrow a, flapping like its wings. A, exactly. Yeah. Trying really, really hard to get to the tree and get yeah. to the top. Exactly. So that's the value of renewing your strength by waiting upon the Lord. Now we're at number three. Be still. Be still. And I know this is hard in today's world. We're always urge to go somewhere, do something, watch something. No, 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 no. We're in a, we're in a ADHD culture that, that takes, us from, takes us from one thing to another to another. And we're always uh, doing something. We're like almost, we've become human doings and not human beings. But now God is reminding us to be human beings by saying, be still. And what better illustration we have in the New Testament of that particular precept at number three, then the story of Martha and Mary. And it's funny, Liz, remember how I used to tell you that a couple of years ago. Uh, Liz is, it has a big action bias, even greater than me. Uh, she's a, a workhorse. I have the entrepreneurial spirit. The, entrepreneur, <laughs> the entrepreneurial spirit, which is great. It's blessed us in many ways. But other times when I would try to get her to sit down and uh, read to her a Bible passage or share something with her, and she would say, I don't have time. Supper won't make itself. Or don't you see we have this? Or don't you see this is going on? I was like, take two minutes. I just want to share this with you. And then whenever she'd say, no, I'm too busy. Then it would be like, that. that's it. That's right. Be a Martha. Be a Martha. And she's like, well, Martha at least got supper ready. So 
And now I, I don't see things the same way. <laughs> she, doesn't, she, she doesn't see things the same way anymore. But it's but true. I used to be like she, that. She was very much like that. I used to be very, uh, yeah. Very action biased. and, and Thinking that... I used to think, you know, we had to apply all the action steps necessary and then basically then if we had time then to, to rest or... Instead of understanding that the rest, the actual rest was going to give you the strength to apply all the action, all the actions we need to do. Anyway, yeah, so, so it's basically... Yeah, because that's what we're brainwashed and we're taught in the entrepreneurial world that unless yeah. you apply action, constant action all the time, all day long, 70 hours a, a week... You won't get the results that you want. Yeah, and, and, and there's so, a, and there then, is a and truth, then but... you do that, and then you have all your household things to do, and you your go. kids to take care of, and feed, and all that. And next thing you know, you almost go on a burnout because you're just constantly, t constantly doing, and you're not pausing, and you you barely hear God when you're in that mode. And I like the the book title. I don't remember. Uh, I know it's a woman who wrote it. I don't remember the name of the author, but it, it was named. Uh, Having a merry heart in a Martha world. We mm -hmm. are in a Martha world that's always pushing us to do more, do more, get, get things ready, do it, do it. So the story is simple. You guys probably heard it before. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she wasn't distracted with things that, that didn't need to be done. She was distracted with stuff that needs to get done. However, so she came to, she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And we can all, right away we see that Martha is the firstborn. <laughs> and we see that Mary's probably the baby of the family. <laughs> so she's coming to the Lord and saying, Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Because these things need to get done, right? And Jesus answered, he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. So Jesus is not denying that some things need to get done, but he says, Few things are needed. So basically saying, just give me a glass of water and, and a little loaf of bread and I'll be happy. You don't need to make a big, you know, a big shindig for, for me, for a little old me. So, or, and then he adds, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So he's basically saying, look, I don't come here often. And your sister gets it. She gets that it's by my word that she will be able to accomplish much more than by her own strength. And now she's sitting at my feet to get that word. I ain't going to take that away from her. It's blessing her. It's, it's the most important part of this complete breakfast. And, and you know, sometimes like we have deadlines, we have projects we want to finish. There's different things that we want to do, even if you're doing it for the Lord. And it's not like a um, you know secular business that you have, you know some things you have to stop and say you know I will do this but later. Sometimes you feel it that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, you yeah. wants to take time with you. That God wants your time. He wants your time, and He wants you to show Him that He's more important than what you're doing. And I know it's hard for Christians to believe sometimes because they're like, well, I am doing the work of the Lord. I am doing this, this, and this is important. You know, it's going to get people saved yeah. or it's going to help other believers in this and this way. 
But God really wants to be at the center of everything you do and he wants you to take that time. And sometimes you have to stop and listen to the nudging of the spirit because you'll try to finish that task you're supposed to do and then go back to that place and try to get back in that moment and you're going to notice that it's gone. It's, it's just not going to happen that way. Yeah. So you really have to be attentive to the, the Holy Spirit and pause when it's time to pause. And it's very interesting what you're bringing up because it reminded me of something that, that a lot of Christians are not aware of is that we can do the work of the Lord, quote unquote, the work of the Lord, in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's something Satan loves. He loves when we do the work of the Lord in the flesh because it's powerless. And here's another thing uh, that I remember reading. I, I forget who said that quote, but it was powerful. He said this, and I'm not getting in a theological dispute about when the rapture will happen, but I love the quote. He said, when the rapture occurs, 95% of current ministries will still go on without missing a beat. Hmm. Now, that's a powerful saying because think about it. The rapture basically takes believers out, right? So this Holy Spirit is gone. The believers are gone. And he was saying that 95% of ministries that are on earth right now will just keep going without missing a beat after that. And I thought it was a very powerful saying, saying, look, stop doing the work of the Lord in the flesh in your own strength. It is. It has lost its secret sauce, its power, and that is Jesus saying that to, to to Martha. He's saying, "Look, choose the part that Mary chose. It's the best part." Yeah, and I just want to add to this. Um, you know, sometimes we do too much as well. We have too many projects, too many things that we want to do uh, for believers or for our ministry or for um, you know whatever it is that we're we're into. Um, and sometimes it's good to reduce that amount and say I'm going to work it work one or two things effectively with the help of the Holy Spirit and yeah. and not get on that hamster wheel because you can get on a hamster wheel even if it's for the things of the Lord and go oh this is great this is great I did this I did this for the Lord we did that and, that. and it's all about your works but he wasn't really implicated in any way so you think you're being pleasing to the Lord but in reality if he's not part of it it's not really pleasing to him amen and I'm just going to close this uh, third point with these couple of verses that I love. One from Exodus 14, 14, it says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. In other words, don't, don't, don't disturb the waters. Don't, don't fret. You're going to see amazing things being done on, in your favor by the Lord. That's in Exodus chapter 14, 14. Yeah, and Psalm 46, I don't remember if it's verse 10 or 11, but it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Just that tiny little verse to me spoke to me for so long when I would, when I would use to uh, suffer from anxiety in my 20s. I had a lot of anxiety. And that's a verse I went to again and again and again because it really reassured me that hey no matter what happens around me no matter what I'm seeing no matter how I feel about what I'm seeing I need to be still and know that he is God in other words I belong to the Almighty and by belonging to him I'm gonna be just fine I'm gonna be okay yeah and when you stop and really listen to his voice 
that's when you feel him and that's when you realize you know that he's very present and that uh, you are serving a big God it puts back the perspective and makes you stop what you're doing like it stops that rat race so number four is worship him so in Psalm verse uh, sorry chapter 23 verse 1 to 3 it says the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. There is something so powerful about taking the time to worship God. Mm-hmm. Uh, worshiping God is a time of refreshing. Uh, have you ever noticed, I've never seen anybody when they worship God not be in a good state. And it's funny because in the entrepreneurial world, well, you can start out. Maybe when you start out, you're not in a good state. But when you're done worshiping, you're in a better state, right? So in the entrepreneurial world, we're always saying uh, be in a, uh, your most powerful state or uh, uh, working out puts you in a powerful state, a mindset. Well, nothing does a better job of that than worshiping God. And I like how Psalm 23rd tells us that he leads us behind beside quiet waters and he refreshes our soul and he guides us along the right path why for his name's sake (laughs) and i think miles monroe once thought about that it's for his name's sake so who you are what others see when they see you your success in life what you bring to the table matters to God because how you are seen or perceived is in part how he is seen or perceived. As a believer, you know, we've, we've often heard this. People won't read the Bible, but they're going to read the Christian, right? Well, that's the thing. So who we are when we are in him, if you're at peace amidst turmoil, if you stand strong when everybody's scared, if you are just like illuminated or if you're just in a great, a powerful state, people will notice because a lot of people right now are scared. They're losing their you-know-what and they're watching the news and they're alarmed. And it's funny because we were reading this this morning, right, in Matthew 24. We were rereading Matthew 24 and the, the, the whole reading of the chapter is basically the reading of the, the daily newspaper. Yeah, because we're even more than ever. I used to read it 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. But now more than ever, Matthew 24 is so actual. And yet Jesus said, when you see these things, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed for they must come to pass. And now I want to talk about uh, John chapter four, verses 13 and 14 and verses 23 and 24. I'm going to take the account of the Samaritan woman at the well because I think it's so important. It puts everything in perspective about the refreshing of your soul that comes from worshiping God. So I'm not going to go through the whole story of the Samaritan woman at the well, but he's having a conversation with the Samaritan woman at a well of all places. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water, of this water, shall thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him, shall be in him a well of water, springing up 
into everlasting life. And then in verses 23 and 24, he says, The hour comes and now is. And why does he say now is? Because he was here on earth and he knew that his departure was close. When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in truth. And it's funny how the first part, verses 13 and 14, basically Jesus is saying that whoever drinks of the water he gives us will never thirst again and will have a well of water springing up into everlasting life within them. Wells of water, right? Fresh sources will be refreshed. Water refreshes, right? So when you have that water springing up into your soul, but then he, he talks about worship. And I think there's a definite link between us worshiping in the Spirit and having that flow of water coming in us constantly and being refreshed and being able to refresh others as a result. So when you worship God, the waters spring up within you and they refresh your soul and you are then able to refresh others. Exactly. So that's really, really important that we make that a very big part of our lives, especially in the things to come, because it's really going to get that negative, all that negative negativity outside of, of our homes and really realign us and really focus on God and uh, on what's important. And, and speaking of realigning, Liz, that's point number five. Number five is realign with him. Realign with him. So in Isaiah chapter 30, 21, it says, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. And I love that verse because it really teaches us that God, when we're in, in connection with him, when we're aligned with him, we will hear, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, right? We will hear God saying to us, this is the way walking. He's going to point to us the direction we're supposed to take. And Liz, earlier this week, you came to Proverbs chapter 2 and you found a beautiful nugget of wisdom in there. And, uh, and I just want you to share it. Yeah, so in uh, Proverbs chapter 2, 1 to 8, we read, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright he is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. And I think this is a really good chapter to remind ourselves to reread this in these times. And I think that, you know, for me, when I read this, I saw it differently because I used to read with more of a Baptist eye, if you want, that I would see this as, you know, okay, we're getting wisdom and understanding by reading the Word of God, okay. 
Yeah, if we really, really, really read it and really, really try to understand these words, then we'll get hidden treasures mm -hmm. and find some knowledge. And, and you know, he's going to, uh, you know, bless us in return because we're upright and we're doing the godly thing that we're supposed to do. That was kind of, you know, the big lines of what I would have understood by, by reading this chapter. And um, now, you know, like the Lord has really opened my eyes to understanding his wisdom and how it's a true blessing to have his wisdom and to understand the knowledge, the words of knowledge that only God can give you. Amen. And yes, he will use his word Absolutely. to speak to you. You know, sometimes you're going to have words that pop up or verses that you're, that you're going to, they're going to come to your mind and teach you things like sort of like when I read this verse as well. And that's well. the Holy Spirit bringing it, bringing it to our remembrance, right? Bringing yeah. us words to our remembrance. And sometimes, you know, even some verses, some phrases you're going to look up and you're going to go more into depth and commentaries and really search the meaning and you're going to discover different things and you're going to understand why the lord revealed that to your spirit to why he made it come out in the word of god right to speak to you and there's other times where you're going to um you know turn your ear to him and call out for insight Amen. and cry out for understanding during these times because you want direction because you need to understand a certain thing for your life and you know or it could be pertaining to your purpose you really want to know you know more about your purpose where god's leading you because maybe you feel like you're going around in circles in your life there's different things that happen in our life where you know you need to seek his his word and his understanding for your life and there's hidden treasures i really believe that this passage is talking about the kingdom of god the treasure in the field remember that parable yeah the hidden treasure and so if you look for it as you would for silver mm -hmm. and search for it as for hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the lord and find knowledge of god and here's what i love verse six for the lord gives wisdom and and see here's the thing you were saying liz when you said i used to think that that was only through reading the bible but here's what it says verse six from his mouth it doesn't say from his written torah or from his law it says from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding so you're gonna hear you're gonna hear the voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it exactly because there are times that you know, we're facing right now. And I believe that we're entering, you know, the end times and where we're going to really, really need to seek God's uh, face in this and, and understand where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do in How this he wants time. wants to position us. Yeah, because, you know, there's all, all kinds of things happening in the spiritual realm. Yes. And so it's always important to be ready and to hear him and to really search for that treasure, search for those words of knowledge um, like a hidden treasure because it's not and you know I realized this you know a couple of years ago and God just re reminded me of this you know it's not for every believer not every believer is going to search for the kingdom of God not every believer is going to search for that hidden treasure to really understand the the things of God the how faith works how faith operates how the kingdom of God operates here on earth these things you know me and Sebastian have uh, made it our life's purpose, basically, to really, really to search and seek, seek this on a daily basis. We're constantly digging in that knowledge. And because, we urge you to do the same. Because we know that it brings life. We know it brings direction. We know that we're going to discover the supernatural and we have and, and seeing God manifest himself in our daily lives in a beautiful way. 
having him answer our prayers and and showing us clues like we're on a treasure hunt showing us different clues here and there and bringing us to this word of knowledge this word of knowledge and this uh you know it, it just helps you grow in that relationship with him more intimately and um, it's been a real blessing in our lives to be on this journey because we've been able to share it with our children they've been, been able to see god act in their lives and and care about the things that they care about as well and so i encourage you to do the exact same thing so when we say it's a hidden treasure not everybody will find it because not everybody is willing to to, seek to really seek it and you know to dive deep and and to to really try to understand take that time a lot of people are so busy with their daily jobs and the demands of this world and that's why the devil does this because he knows that you know if he you know put puts all kinds of stuff in the media and that you're looking at that you're all all kinds of distracted right now with all kinds of different things that he's throwing in your faces and then you're going to forget about what's truly important it's suffocating the word like in the parable of the the the, the seeds right uh, the seeds that, that um, where the the plants grow, the, the sh no, there were plants growing and suffocating the seed. That that, yeah. that was the troubles of this world, right? The worries of this world. And there's so many worries right now that can choke God's word from uh, taking root in your heart. But now we're at number six, and I said earlier that I would talk about work. You know, resting doesn't mean just completely doing nothing. You can still work, and we talked about it. Earlier, when we said uh, that you're gonna run, uh, the, the power of God waiting upon the Lord will renew your strength and enable you to run. When you're running, you're you're yeah. working, you're doing something. When you get walking, that direction, exactly, then you can take His yoke. And and exactly. So number six is take His yoke. So you're not just working for the Lord, you're working with the Lord, and that's something we tend to forget a lot, because when you're working for Him, you're working with Him, and I like. The, when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Such a powerful, powerful passage that, that in today's uh, way of life, we read this and we're like, how is that even possible? How does that even work? Well, when we think like this, we're thinking in the flesh and not in the spirit. And we're thinking according to the old earth curse system of under Adam, instead of thinking about the kingdom of God under Christ. So here's the thing that I, I'm taking from this passage. A yoke Basically, a yoke is a, an instrument for beasts of burden, for mostly um, oxen, to be put under to cultivate the earth. Okay, and it, they existed for a long time. So Jesus is saying, is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And this is so interesting because back in the day when you had a, a couple of oxen working the, the, the land with a yoke on them, they would be side by side. They would usually take an older, more experienced ox and couple it with a young, vivacious ox that has strength, but no direction. So the young ox, when they're yoked together, well, when they're yoked together, they have no choice but walking together. One mm -hmm. cannot walk faster than the other. It won't work, right? So basically, Jesus is saying, take my yoke. So he's basically saying, I I'm used to this. 
and learn from me. So I'm experiencing this. God, he's Jesus. He knows the kingdom. He knows how it operates. So basically come and work alongside me under my yoke and learn from me. Why? Because I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Because he's saying, I'm going to go. First of all, he's the Lord. So he's got the strength. He's got the experience. He's got the humility and the kindness and the gentleness. So you'll find rest for your souls. He's not going to drag you in the mud. He's not going to run you. Like he's not going to make you work. In other words, you're not working for the devil. You're working for the Lord. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. So he's basically saying, let your burden of the earth curse system, of the doing more, always trying to do more faster, more aggressively, more massive action, more, that only brings eventually, I mean, there are seasons for that, but eventually if you do only that and you're never in the spirit, you bring yourself to the point of exhaustion. But when you are working under the yoke of the Lord and following his direction and following his wisdom, the work will be something that you can handle and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. The other thing I want to mention is, you know, a lot of people, I, if I go back to the, the one of the, the points there, to wait upon him, a lot of people, you know, right now are in a place where they don't know where they're going. You know, some have lost their jobs um, and it's really important for them to wait upon the Lord and, and to stay calm and, and listen to him and resource them, themselves. For some of you, you know, you're even tired, um, really exhausted because, you know, you've been working and doing a certain thing for a long time and it's not producing the, the results that you want and you're weary and you're tired. And that's the best time to stop everything and to just wait upon the Lord and to apply these different things that we mentioned because, um, you know, worshiping him will give you strength. Um, reading his word, just listening, just, you know, crying if you have to, and just listening to what he has to say to you, um, will give you more strength and more zeal, uh, to, you know, be fully restored and, and reactivated, refreshed so that you can realign yourself in that direction. Then if you just keep on going, but like always, you know, with dragging one foot and just exhausted it won't give anything it won't get, it won't do anything so that's why it's so important when we talk about being yoked with him because yeah. if you don't have him on your side in your direction then things will be painful toil and sweat they will feel heavy and um you're, and we're we've working under that. the old adamic uh yeah. earth curse system where where you know it was it's painful toil and yeah. sweat and you're not listening to the Spirit of God, you're not following His direction, not getting words from Him. So obviously it, it, so, can, get, it can get really exhausting. Yeah, and it all goes back to the fact that, you know, we're spiritual beings. We're, we have to be in the supernatural to be fully rejuvenated, if you want, in our souls. Amen. It all goes together, the physical, the soul, our physical bodies, our soul, and our spirit. Yeah. So if you don't take that time to be in the Spirit, to, to speak in tongues, to worship Him, um, then you know you won't feel that that wind behind beneath, beneath your, your wings to help propel you and and that you know those those steps. There's many times in our lives, even in our business with thriving on purpose, where we just felt like ah, uh, you know, just we just need to hear from God right now. Yeah. Just not sure if this and this is the right direction for this and this, and we we question and just listen. And there's times where I've heard God give me ideas, give me a plan where I've 
prayed for a plan for a certain thing that I wanted to accomplish and I wanted his direction and he gave me that plan and so it's really important to take that time to ask questions and to just stay still and listen uh, because otherwise you're going to miss it you're going to miss the 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 plan that's going to help you accelerate faster because it, working with God in the kingdom of God gives you acceleration yeah. and helps open doors and make things go easier and, and lighter and faster yeah, than if you're just trying to do it on your own. You'll never run fast enough. You'll never do enough. You'll never build enough. You'll never create enough in yeah. the flesh uh, and, and more than you would in the spirit of God following the, his his uh, leading and I'm gonna we're gonna leave you well before we leave you we're just gonna end this teaching with Matthew chapter 6 verses 28 to 34 which is one of my favorite all-time favorite passages I go back to it again and again whenever I have anxiety whenever I whenever I'm, I'm in the flesh trying to do it I remind myself of these words of Jesus because we are not in the flesh anymore we are walking according to the Spirit of God and it's such a different way of life. And a lot of people in the flesh will look at you and think you've lost your mind or you're doing it the wrong way or you're not doing enough or whatever. But when you follow the leaning, when you're following uh, the rules of the kingdom, the way things are done in the kingdom of God, you're going to do things differently. And people will take notice either for good or not. But it doesn't matter. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna stand out. And here's what Jesus had to say. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things. Remember that passage where we talked about running? The difference between getting that, that running energy from God. You will run and not faint. Well, the pagans run after these, these things. And guess what? They faint. Okay? And, and we know because we, we've done it. We, we know what it's like to run in the flesh, try to get these things in the flesh. When we do that, we're acting like pagans. And he's saying, Jesus is saying, don't do that. So the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. In other words, he's not stupid. He knows exactly what you need. But, and then whenever there's a but in the scriptures, it's so important. So basically, Jesus says, so instead of doing that, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, and there's another word, therefore, whenever there's a therefore, you need to find out what it's there for, right? Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So Jesus Christ is reminding us here in that wonderful passage in Matthew 6 to seek first the kingdom of heaven and all of these things that we need for everyday life, all of our needs. So he's talking about the needs, the provision for your needs. 
and your needs. That covers your children's clothing, not just your own, your children's clothing, your children's food, your children's water, your children's education. Those are needs. God knows you need these things. So, so don't, don't think that God is limited to, well, food, clothing, and shelter. You got that now, even if you're living down in a shack down by the river. I did my part. No, no. God is a God of abundance. So he's got you covered for whatever your needs are for you and your children. Okay? So don't worry about that. But seek first the kingdom of heaven. And he's going to bring you to wonderful pastures. And like Psalm 23 says, still waters, green pastures. And it's going to be wonderful when you live out the this provision in the spirit so we're in a season that we need to do that more than ever we need to seek the kingdom first it needs to be a priority in your life because guess what your life depends on it at this point and i know it sounds harsh or crazy to say but our lives as believers depend on us seeking the kingdom at this point because from this point on god is going to start a really doing incredible miracles in our lives for those who are walking in the Spirit. There's going to be incredible provision brought to you in ways that you never even thought possible. Stuff that you, you're going to be amazed. Why? Because it's a season of incredible circumstance. And with that season coming upon us, God knows that He's going to have to live up to His promise. And He always does for those who seek Him. And let me repeat that. For those who seek Him. And for those who take a hold of his promises and say, well, God said so and so, and I'm going to hold on to that. Me and my house, that's for me and my house. We're going to hold on to that. And we're going to see his majestic provision come into our lives. And, and like I said, he's gonna, you're still working. You're still doing the, the, some work. You're, still, you're not becoming lazy and sitting on a couch and singing Kumbaya and doing hum hum all day. You are tapping in the spirit to get the work done in a uh, supernatural way where there's going to be supernatural connections coming your way, supernatural provision coming your way, and super supernatural results coming your way. Amen, Liz? Yeah, so exactly. So when you've applied the, the first steps and then you get to the, the, the place where he uh, realigns you, where he you know, gives you that, that word or, or that inspiration or that vision or that dream or, you know, he speaks to you in a certain way that you understand to move in a certain direction. Uh, you know, the Lord doesn't always tell us everything completely done, like what it's supposed to look like, you know, all finished. It one doesn't step really, at a time. It's really one step at a time. So you have to really be tune, attuned to those words and to apply them, to take that action and not... Uh, you know, dilly-dally and wait and just like, uh, you know, I'm going to wait for something else or wait for him to write it on the wall and fire in my room or something for me to actually start doing it. You really have to take one step at a time and, and walk with him as you go along because he really uh, does appreciate the doers for his kingdom as well. So that's really important. If you want him to entrust you with more, you do have to do do you know you can't just Absolutely. sit and just say oh that's really you great have to be faithful that's and wonderful yeah. and you know and i just think that's great and looking at you all go and i'm just gonna sit here and uh anything you need just ask no that's not what he wants he wants people that are doers in the kingdom doers of the word exactly especially you the word the, you become a doer of it especially in these times where the world is completely lost and following darkness and uh deceived by darkness and uh 
we need, really need now more than ever to be that light that people need to, to look at and see God through us and see that there's something different about us and that we're able to, to share salvation and, and teach them about God and, and bring their souls to salvation. It's so crucial right now. All this to say, uh, we've decided that we were going to apply this podcast. We've been doing it, but we really feel like we said in the beginning that right now we just want to take this season. We, we really want to take this summer where we uh, restore ourselves, resource ourselves even more into uh, realigning and you know applying all these uh, steps that we've mentioned. Um, because for us right now, we really feel that God is asking us to do that and speaking to us now more than ever uh, and preparing us for the things to come. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we start back up in the fall, then we'll have a lot of uh, insights and a lot of things to share with you that we'll, we'll be excited to share with you. So we're thinking probably uh, around maybe the end of August, that around that time that we would um, come back with a new, new podcast, new uh, information. Absolutely. And, you know, since we're not going to be on the air, for a little while, uh, just keep in mind, keep uh, seeking the Lord with all of your heart. Keep seeking the kingdom first in all things, but also keep preparing. Uh, it's good to have provision at home. It's good to have more uh, more food in, in your uh, yeah. pantry, uh, to have extra. Uh, try to have three months if you can, three months at least of, of food uh, preparation, all kinds of stuff. Um, we, we did some podcasts in the past. You can go visit our ex, the old podcast we did about pre preparing and, and for this season. But also buy silver if you can. Uh, there, there's a lot of things shifting right now in the economy, and especially in the U.S., where they're now uh, talking about a coin shortage. So they're trying to abolish cash. That is no surprise. We're not. I hope you're not surprised by that. They're trying to abolish cash. We've been headed toward a cashless society for so long now. So knowing this. Uh, if you can buy some silver coins, pure silver coins, these will become more and more uh, used and they're going to climb up in value. So right now silver is about, I think, 24 bucks US, 20, uh, maybe 33 Canadian or something like that. And uh, it's going to go higher. Some people predict maybe $80 an ounce for the silver to go up to. So that's a very huge jump. So if you want to buy silver, now's a good time. So where can they buy silver? I buy my silver at kitco.com and I'm get, not getting any money from them for saying this, but that's where I go. I like, I'm in Canada. Kitco is based in Montreal and they offer great service. You can buy uh, American coins, Canadian coins. I think they're international. So if, even if you're in the US, you can go to kitco.com. They have great precious metals there that you can purchase at very uh, at market price, market value price, and it's always adjusted by the minute. So that's good. Uh, there's other great websites that sell precious metals. Just uh, just browse your internet browser and, and, and always check these places out to see if they're uh, legit. But it's a good time for, to buy that. And uh, also, since we're going to be off the air for a little while, is what can our listeners go to that we've uh, built right now? Where can they go to to listen to us if they haven't done so already? Yeah, so if you're a first-time listener um, or if you haven't listened to it, I would recommend that you go through the series um, on our podcast, thrivingonpurpose.com. Um, if you click on the podcast button, you'll see Kingdom of God um, as one of the, the tags there. And that's a page that I put all the most important podcasts that we've done about kingdom fundamentals. So it's really a foundation 
for you to learn about the kingdom of God and apply these principles and learn how they work in our lives and understand who you are uh, as a kingdom citizen in, in the body of Christ. And so it's really important if uh, you want to take this time, you know, on vacation this summer to really resource yourself and to, to get that knowledge. To learn about the basics of the kingdom, the fundamentals that you call them. Yeah, it's a really, really good uh, series to go through. Uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And um, also, I recommend that you join our group um, on our webpage, thrivingonpurpose.com. You'll see um, a button. You can join our Facebook group where we you know, add all kinds of information that's going to help build your faith and, and teach you about the kingdom of God and uh, leadership. And it's just a, a great group to be part of, to keep on feeding yourself spiritually during the summer. And there's our course that's on, on that in that group called Eight Steps to Activated Faith, right? Exactly. And we, we still are going to be um, you know, taking out that content that we promised. I think we're at part three. And so we're going to be going to uh, part... I think we're at part four, but I'm not certain. I think four, yeah. So, yeah, maybe. And so we're going to get to part eight. So that's a really good, um, especially in these times right it's now. very thorough. To learn how to activate your faith. So eight uh, steps to activated faith is the series. So you can join the it's group. It's only available in the group. Exactly. It's in our free group. It doesn't cost you anything. And the course is free as well. So it's available to you. And um, you can check our uh, Facebook page, Facebook Thriving Purpose, and uh, you'll see, you know, information also there. Yeah, um, you can like our page, a Facebook page. Also, what we did recently, Liz, we did a, uh, a financial masterclass uh, that is called Poverty is No Virtue. That is our latest masterclass, I guess you'd call it. Uh, and it's amazing content that's going to teach you finances in the kingdom of God. In other words, um, a biblical view of finances. And so it's called poverty is no virtue for a reason. Uh, growing up, I used to think poverty was a virtue. Maybe you can identify with that. A lot of us in church are taught that uh, indirectly. And we're also taught that riches are vice. So so we kind of grow up with a mentality that, well, when I'm poor, I'm more, I'm more like God. I'm more like God wants me to be. I'm more humble. And the rich are, are more like haughty and, and they're, they're not following God really. So they're acquiring riches the wrong way. So it's, we're debunking that in this masterclass and teaching you true biblical finances and what God really wills for your finances. Yeah. So to access that uh, free masterclass, you go to povertyisnovirtue.com. So just put that in your browser and you'll be led to opt-in you just put in your email and your name and you're going you're going to receive the email with the link to view the masterclass and this masterclass will completely give you a mindset overhaul of your view and understanding of finances from a biblical perspective another thing our friends can do our listeners can do is join the patreon if you if this podcast if you've been listening to this podcast regularly and it's blessed you you can join our patreon uh, just go on Patreon. The button is, um, where's the button list? It's on the website, right? Yeah. So on the bottom of any episode on thrivingonpurpose.com, yes. you'll see the link to join the Patreon. So if you want, if you're like, hey, I, I love these guys, they've blessed me and I'd like to give back, that's the way to do it. You join the Patreon and it's the way to encourage this podcast to keep this podcast going and thriving. 
That's the way to do it. And it's a way for you guys to sow in the kingdom of to God. To sow in the kingdom of God and plant a seed. Exactly. So be blessed. And thrive on. For more free resources and content, make sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com 